Wrestlers Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Justin and I just had so many cookies, pizza, and raspberry brisk iced tea. <laughs> it, was a, it was a wonderful date. It was a day date. Why do we do that to ourselves, man? I am so full. I'm very full. It, but, you know, we had to reward ourselves because this episode is, we're, we're doing it from the past right now. But this episode is <laughs> being recorded for the future, if that makes sense. Yes. Welcome from the past. Because right now, I am out of town in Las Vegas. Yeah, right now I am in town looking for work. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> hire me for stuff. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, dude, this is our third podcast of the day, baby. Woo! Yeah, it's one of those long days where it's like, all right, we got to keep doing it. <laughs> but uh, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about on this podcast. I burned all it's, my good it, stories. It's kind of exciting. It's like, ooh. ooh. Where can we go? Or could it be a lot of us like, uh, nah, what's going on, dude? Dude, uh, here here's a uh, a stand up question for you. How do you deal with what, uh, whenever you see somebody in a crowd that clearly doesn't like you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had an incident uh, just um, well, now it's been a couple Saturdays ago. I did a guest spot on Rick Shapiro's uh, uh, weekend. He was headlining at uh, Flappers in the YooHoo room and uh, did a guest spot for his show. And here's what happened. The host went up, did, did her thing, like started the show. Uh, it was fine. The audience was a little bit tight because for half an hour they had to stand outside in the cold. Uh, dude, I don't know why clubs do that. People. Dude, so like they were already like tense going in. Like you could just feel it in the room. Yeah, they were but like, it was sold out, so it was great. Okay. Um, but, you know, in her defense, it took a little bit to get the show going. Uh, They're like, I waited half an hour outside in the cold for this. Yeah. Then the next spot, the guy, this guy bombs so hard. <laughs> he is looking at his phone. Wait, did Shapiro book this guy? Uh, no. Basically, how it works is uh, um, whenever they they do it, flappers. Any this is what I heard from his uh, manager uh, slash wife Tracy is uh, that uh, for the like Rick Shapiro and Friends type shows at Flappers, they basically give you so many slots and then they book the rest. So they can book maybe not so great at comics, so it ge- helps generate an audience. Right. So almost like it's a half hybrid bringer. bringer. A yeah. hybrid, it's like a weird hybrid bringer. So it's like you're bound to see really good comics from, you know, Shapiro's friends, Shapiro's people, but you might get some weird comics mixed in there. What kind of comic? There's no way, even when I was beginning comedy, if I had a full room, I would never look at my phone. That's what pissed me off. It's like, this dude, and this is an older guy, too. Like, I mean, he was in his 20s. It's not like, it was like mid to late 20s. It's like, dude, you know better than this. Even <laughs> if you're early into stand-up, he just was like, let me look at my phone for some inspiration. I was like, what the frick? You're doing, <laughs> you're supposed to be doing a six or eight minute spot and you're looking at your freaking phone and it's a sold out Dude, r- yeah. Room? If you're at that point in your career, you need to rehearse your act yeah. word by word. Do not bring no paper up there. Yeah. I don't know. So I went up there and uh, I one of the first things I said was, uh, don't lose faith in the show, guys. <laughs> 
I said, it's only going to get better from here. And the room went silent whenever I said that. Oh, there were. And so I'm guessing he had some people. There was all his friends. But then I go, I was thinking it. Now I'm saying it. <laughs> and I know that you guys were thinking it too. So I'm going to say it out loud. And then like the room laughed and like it opened up the room because they were like, oh, he's addressing how bad that guy's set was right before him. And I did it in the most tasteful way because like if I was like in a Def Jam comedy club, I would have <laughs> ripped that guy for like five minutes on how bad he was. But oh, yeah. I did it pretty tastefully. Did, he, did you see him after the show? No, I didn't. <laughs> I had to leave after my set because uh, uh, I had another spot at the comedy store, so I didn't see him at all after I did my set. Okay. Um, but I had like a great set. Um, Good. Really, really happy with my set. I only I, for a ten minute set, I did two bits, two short bits, and two one liners. The rest riffing for a ten minute set. All right. So it was like a lot of riffing, but that's like what the room. I was feeling like that's what the room needed. There's this older guy who just hated me. Did not <laughs> smile at all. Where was he sitting? Um, not uh, basically the Yuhu room is set up like where it's like uh like a 30 degree angles like there's no straight on whenever you're looking center out there's not anybody. It's split like kind of like a Y almost. Mm-hmm. Uh so he was like like dead center of the the of uh the stage right Y. So I'm looking out to my right and I just <laughs> see this dude just like pissed, not having a good time. And I call it out. And uh, I said to him, um, Oh, he was like, not even looking at the stage at one point. He was like <laughs> looking across the room. I was like, Oh, did you see a hot waitress over there? And the crowd like looks at him to see what he's going to say. And, uh, and, uh, and, um, and, and he doesn't respond to me at all. And I do, and I go, did you see a hot waitress <laughs> over there? And he's just looking at me, like, blinking. And the audience is like, what is going on? Yeah. And so I start doing sign language to him. <laughs> Did you see a hot waitress over there? And then he's still not doing anything. And then I do this act out of, like, me pointing to my eyes and then acting like a waitress, <laughs> like, <laughs> dropping down drinks and everything. And then I'm like, "Did you? did you see that? And he stills not saying anything. And then I do the act out again, and it's even more like more space work and object work of me dropping drinks off and being like uh, a frustrated waitress that's like walking <laughs> around, like talking to tables and stuff. And then like I look back, and I'm like, "Do you see that?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like kept going, and ended up being really fun. And uh, he was giving you nothing. And he though? gave me nothing, and uh, I I like went into this weird voice, like this Louisiana voice. I'm like. I'll give you a smile by the end of the night, boy. Uh, if you don't smile, I'm going to feed you the gators. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to feed you. You're going to be like, why feed me the gators? Like, because you won't smile. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> and and that, this was all. Everything that I was doing was getting a huge response from the audience, but this guy was still not. And I got him to crack a smile a little bit by the end of my set. Uh, it was just fun. It was just one of those things where it was just like, Doing a ton of crowd work and riffing, and sometimes those are my favorite sets. Yeah, I tend to, because I'll see that. If it's like... Do you do, like, how much, like, would you say, okay, so uh, you're about to uh, do a college uh, pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you're doing like a 20, 25 minute set, how much riffing do you do you think you do? Uh, it, I honestly... Or, only... do you, or are you the kind of guy who, because I've watched you, 
quite a bit, but I haven't seen you do like that long of a set. Right. Do you just riff upon the on top of your jokes, or do you seek out to do like crowd work and stuff like that? Uh, I never really seek out to do crowd work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll ri- I'll riff like I won't I won't be like I'm gonna get through all these jokes. I'm gonna be like oh I'll have riffs and then if there's anything like that's happened, I'll talk about like if something yeah. happens in the room like got to address it. Yeah, someone calls something out. Like a lot of times, I don't know why audience members like to do this to me. They like to insult me. When I'm on stage, like just hurl insults. I think it's because your style is self-deprecating, so they feel like they can <laughs> they chime get in. It it's like fun. what? No, this is yeah. This is my th- or also, I'll say things like whenever I talk about like any life stories, people will like yell out advice or what they would have done. Like I'll be like, uh, I went, you know, this isn't a joke, but I'll be like, I went to the mall, like took my girl to the mall, and people yell out, "That's not a good place," and I have to address that because they're screaming at oh, me. That's weird. Yeah. That's like a premise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loser? What? It's a mall. What are you talking so about? So I do that. I won't like, if I see someone that's looking funny, unless he's dressed crazy, I won't like address it and be like, this is my, oh, this is my crowd work guy. Right. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, unless, unless something happens or also I'll, I'll go into more crowd work if uh, I'm losing the room or I'm not doing well, then I'll just be like. I mean, that's at least a way to get them let them know that they're still a part of the show as right. if for whatever reason your jokes aren't working yeah so that's when i'll do it uh but if i whenever i see somebody that's not liking the show i won't address it because what has happened to me in the past that generally i don't know if it's kind of mean i am they it's always like whenever i've done it and addressed it like first of all no one can, no one but you can see that that's very true that's very true so unless this person is yelling stuff I just let it go and I don't address it because what usually it's a low percentage shot for me because then I'll address it and then like the person already doesn't like you so I don't want to be involved in this back and forth (laughs) Uh, and then like sometimes they'll have friends and I'll make fun of the guy but then they're then and then if their friends turn on you then it's more people that have now turned on you so uh, I generally will just ignore it but there's literally I'm in mid joke and I just see. I've seen people like shaking their head at me, like oh, I yeah. hate this. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, I address it. <laughs> yeah, you just can't. Why don't they like it's me? It's so distracting to me whenever <laughs> I'm putting out so much energy and and joy into the air, and then I just have somebody that's just like mean mugging me and just like looking like disappointed. I'm just like, what's wrong, man? Not having a good time. <laughs> what's going on? How can I fix that? Yeah, I and also like because my crowd, you know, I whenever I've tried to talk to. Anytime I talk to Ty, I talk to a lady in the audience, they always have a boyfriend that I don't see. That's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I've gotten in trouble a couple times with that because then they just, they don't care about being rude at your show. They'll just start screaming at you. I've had people like challenge me like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up there and whip your ass. And then you think it's you think it's a joke, but then there's a part of the back of my mind I'm like, oh, this person, I don't know them. They could very well come up here. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I found that for my style personally that... Uh, if I compliment people, my crowd work works really well. For whatever reason, whenever I make fun of people, it comes off just very sincere. And people think, oh, he really doesn't like that person in the audience. <laughs> and then I look like a douchebag on yeah. stage. So it's a I have to like gauge whether or not I can make fun of somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good Usually the ga- the the rule of thumb is is uh if they're really good looking 
the audience does not care how hard you make fun of somebody. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, they already have everything. Yeah, take them down. But if you're making fun of like an ugly or fat person, oh, yeah. dude, it's the quickest way to get an audience to turn on you. Yeah, they just they just sh- shut down. Because like, then Ooh. they think like, oh, does this guy think he's better than this person? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, like I, I don't consider myself like a really like good looking guy, but in comparison to like somebody who is like ugly like clearly ugly then i look like the the jock douchebag from high school that's picking on somebody and then that's when the audience turns yeah so i try to avoid that yeah this is uh advice for all you up and coming stand-up comics <laughs> comedy 101 all of you comics in your building years of your career <laughs> oh my god <laughs> who are oh my justin god. and myself <laughs> yeah no i uh i did i love Light life crowds. I always, I always wonder what it would be like to do like a, a sketch show or like oh, a dude, like my do, dream, dude. Yeah, in front of a live audience. I just, if I, I dude, I just love the response that I get from a live audience, like with stand up. Like, I can't even imagine what it's like to do like a killer sketch. Like, I had a taste of it whenever I did a sketch run of shows at Second City. There's a few shows where I was like, wow, this is like killing just as hard or harder than any stand-up yeah. i've ever done dude i uh <laughs> I, I've, I've done some stuff uh at groundlings was okay but i i did a sketch one time at ucb it was literally <laughs> it was literally the one of the worst experiences i've ever had on stage because it was a midnight show ucb it was packed sold out went up there i had i had written this sketch and I thought it was gonna go so good. I forget what it was, uh, what the premise was, but uh, I was lighting. I had to light something on fire, and uh, we hadn't really rehearsed the sketch. Like I just, we just both had our lines. Like we're improvising; it'll be fine. Yeah. So it was already not going good. I like every every sketch before it said killed, <laughs> and ours was not killing, and it sucks bombing in front of that many people. So I lit, I lit like the lighter. And my freaking hair caught on fire. Oh my goodness. Because this is when I had a huge fro. Oh, so yeah. I, I couldn't feel it. And my scene partner just starts hitting the shit out of me. Of course. Cause I, and I didn't realize why she was hitting me. She just hitting me. And I was like, it took me out of it. I was like, I was like why are you hitting me? And then it just went off the rails. Wow. And, uh, and then it, I didn't realize. So after she's like, your hair lit on fire. I was like, oh my God. That's crazy. Dude, I had a. I think I had like cookies or something that was part of the sketch. And I just remember like walking. I was so mad the sketch didn't go well. I like slammed all the cookies in the trash can. <laughs> that's, so, that's the way you do it. So uh, that's why I was like, I'm not doing sketch anymore. This is bullshit. Uh, did I tell you that I did a sketch show at UCB once? No. Yeah. What sketch show was it? Uh, it was just like a spank uh, sketch show that was like a combination of like uh one other group and then the group that i was in uh through uh john McNamee. he he uh it submitted one yeah he did like we it was like full costumes and everything oh wow yeah yeah and uh it did pretty well uh but the only thing that i really was there a good audience for it it was like sold out oh wow it was dope it was pretty cool um it was like sold out well it was a 6 30 show uh something like that it was like Packed where the front was packed. It wasn't like sold out, sold out, whereas like the stage is covered with people. Do you know right. what I mean? But like the front, whenever you looked at, it was packed. Uh, so it was cool. It was pretty funny. Uh, I 
you know, didn't like drop lines or anything like that. So that was fine. But the only thing I don't like about sketch is, and this is my fa- absolute favorite thing about stand up is you can address when a joke doesn't hit. Yeah. In the sketch world or improv world, you can't address when something clearly bombed. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Going. You have to keep going and it's through not it. Like, it's not like when, even if you're the greatest actor, it's not like you're not going to hear the lack of laughter. Oh, yeah. You're just like, all right. And then you're like, oh, man. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> like I but, Was that any of your lines that just did not hit? Uh, there's a couple of my lines that I was like, oh, that definitely went better in rehearsal. <laughs> Everyone in the cast was laughing at this. No, exactly. It's like, mm, maybe it was just, uh, I guess, um, then I thought about the actual line. I'm like, oh, well, this line isn't actually that funny, but like. Did you help write it? Uh-uh. Okay, so you just got it. Yeah. Did the best you could with it. Yeah, he asked me to do it, and I was like, yeah, I've never done a sketch show at UCB, and I'd love to help you out. Let's do it. That's awesome. But his, his, his John McNamee's girlfriend was uh, super nice after the show. She's like, I don't know what it is about you, but. Every time, every time you're on stage, like I, I just like want to watch you. Like you're just one of those people who, like, as soon as you walk on stage, I'm like, I'm interested to see like what you're gonna do. I was like, oh, that that's great, thank you. Yeah, that's like a huge. I consider that a huge. No, that is. That means you're charismatic. There you go. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. uh, Yeah, well, good. I mean, dude, I I feel like. I wanted to audition for the sketch teams at IO, but I was like, now it's going to interfere stand-up. Can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you more at the store, for sure. Yeah, baby. The store. The store. Um, Dude, it's been popping at the store lately. I was telling Justin before the podcast, Shia LaBeouf was randomly up there. Shia. And then a few weeks before what, that, what, Brian Cranston and Aaron What, what Paul do you think about Bad. Shia LaBeouf's his whole thing that went down in the media? What is his most recent thing that went down? About the plagiarism? I don't know about it. Okay, so he... He submitted a film, I believe, at a Sundance, one of those big festivals, and uh, is a screenplay that he had advertised has he wrote. And uh, after it came out, they found out that he like basically stole the whole screenplay from this novel. Oh my goodness! And so then he was like criticized by everybody. This was a couple months ago, and then um, his apology, he says it, and then they found out that like. His apology was like plagiarized. What from like a previous apology that someone else had put out in the media? Uh, so then everyone's like, he's just getting like criticized hardcore in the media. Dude, and then, like, what if this was like a genius ploy? Like every it, statement that he issues is a plagiarized thing. Well, that's what ha- end up happening, and he ended up he, doing it, it again. Well, he ended up like he did something else to plagiarize, and then at the end he revealed. This was an art project about plagiarism or something. Like really? Yeah. And so then he got criticized because <laughs> they I said guess, it was a cop out. Well well no, they just were like, Joaquin Phoenix already did this with his wannabe rapper stuff. Like he expressed similar sentiments. So they're like, Joaquin Phoenix already did this. This was boring. Like he got like criticized by like several newspapers. Ugh. Yeah, it was like really funny. Wow. I thought it was hilarious. No, that's that's funny. I I think it's funny if he actually did that on purpose. Yeah, no, it's funny. Otherwise, can you imagine like just l- making people hate you like for no reason? That's what 
pro wrestling is all about, dude. <laughs> it's like making people. I saw, dude, the E True Hollywood story of, of of Hulk Hogan is so good. I gotta see it. You really gotta see it, because like just growing up around that era, you, like one of oh, I'll, like one of the interview sound bites is so good. He he goes he says something like, uh, "Yeah, my my son uh, would come up to me after a show." Whenever you'd see people yelling at me and throwing trash at me, <laughs> <laughs> and and he'd go, "Daddy, don't they know this is pretend?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, son. No, they don't." <laughs> it was whenever he was in the NWO, you know. Oh yeah. Do you remember whenever he turned bad to Hollywood Hogan yes. for a little bit? Yes. Yes. And then, but then he goes, and then, like, there's another soundbite that's so good. Uh, whenever he went good again, he goes, Redemption is the best thing ever. <laughs> or he says something like that. And then it cuts to him back in the yellow. And he's like, Oh. Dude, that would actually be really cool to, like, be hated like that. Wouldn't it be, dude, the shift, just, just, just like, the shift of people loving you to people hating you? People throwing trash at you. <laughs> dude, can you imagine being trash thrown at you at stand up shows oh if, you, if you, like, if somebody just, didn't like your jokes? You just go on stage and don't even care. You don't need to please this audience. <laughs> dude. Oh, oh, man. Dude, you know what's really, I, uh, The Rock, I like his Facebook page, so I get updates from him all the time. Yeah. He is so inspirational. Is he? About, like, dude, he, uh, his coming up, so he went to like the University of Miami or something like that. Right, playing um, football, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got hurt and then was like, I don't know what I'm going to He didn't know what he's going to do after college. He was like, I literally got into wrestling because I couldn't do anything else. He's like, I just started doing these local wrestling things where I get paid like $100 a night. Wow. He's like, there was a point when I had $7 in my bank account and he's like, I got to just keep moving forward. And like, he was like, for anyone out there that's in their seven dollar bank account stage right now, just keep pushing; it'll it'll happen for you. Oh, and that's like, awesome! He um he's like, I, I remember he posted this thing a couple couple weeks ago where he's like, when I was fourteen, I saw my mother, single mother, get got, get our only car repossessed and saw her cry as they were repoing our car. Yeah, and then he, like for Christmas, he posted a picture of like a brand new car oh. that he had bought for her. I was like, I just got chills. Oh yeah. I was can't like, wait to do that for my mom. Oh uh, my goodness. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Oh frick, dude. Just like being able to help support family. Yeah. That like that would be the coolest thing about like actually having money someday. Yeah, it's just like it's like just being able to take care of your your family and your friends. Yeah, that I'm not saying like like even like lavishly like spending money on them. Just like. Even if you have friends that are just like really struggling, being able to throw them like a couple hundred bucks like for rent and it not like affect you in a really right dramatic way, right, would just be so awesome. It's like, hey man, I see you're struggling. Here's a couple hundred bucks like to help out. Like, like I like if you need more, let me know. Yeah, like oh my that. God. Like that would be so cool. Oh my god, can you imagine? I think we what what's funny. Justin and I talk a lot about our future and and all and all that stuff like with stand up and everything. And we want to be wealthy for like the weirdest reasons. <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in like 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 whenever you, like we were talking. Uh, was it last podcast about the what we do with a million dollars? Was that yeah. off the podcast? Uh, I think I was on it. It was on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like we, 
like we just want to be semi like not like like struggling and then just like be able to like you know help other people one of my biggest fears is that i won't meet like my wife or my whatever like my life partner before i get a lot of money (laughs) that i'll never know oh yeah dude i'm always like i need the good girl before this all oh totally that's the thing if i end up marrying maya which i hope i do down down the road i'll know like she is in it a hundred percent because she loves me because she's been with me during the worst years financially of my life oh yeah like to the point where you know, I'm sure her family has been like, "You need to do <laughs> get get rid of him. You need to get a doctor or something." <laughs> I mean, every mom or dad wants that for their their kid. Yeah, it's like marry somebody with money. Yeah, it's like you don't want to marry into poverty. <laughs> oh. That's why I refuse to, you know, get married or anything until like I have money, money, money. Yeah, did uh. Oh my god. Yeah. Money. I can't imagine just being I don't know how people have kids my age. I don't know how, how people do it. Dude, your life is over. I'm sorry. If you are having kids, uh, uh okay. That's a little bit too much. That's too harsh of a statement. If you don't want kids and you are mid 20s, your life is over. And then you have a kid? Yeah. This is like if you're wanting there's different regions of the U.S. like the Midwest. Like my sister's getting married later this year. She's you know, 23 years old, uh, and she could be having a kid within the next couple of years or whatever. If you're wanting a kid, whatever, whenever you're in your young 20s, even younger than that, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I'm but, trying not to judge you. But this is one of those things where if you don't want a kid and you accidentally get pregnant at like 22 or something, your life is literally over. <laughs> it's over. Dude, I sometimes I just I have nightmares that I've I've gotten a girl pregnant. I have daymares. <laughs> you just fantasize about how could my life just get during worse? the day, right? Yeah, just the yeah, just having night night day yeah daymares. Dude, that's what uh, I I because uh, guys, my car's having problems again. It's 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 the bearings again. So this is a slow burn. It has maybe like anywhere from. Three weeks to two months where it's going to go out, depending on how much I drive Dude. it. So I'm like, I need to make enough money before that before it goes, goes out. <laughs> I'm like, I am on a time bomb. Dude, I need to fix my car because it's starting to not start sometimes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's like a an air intake thing. or it's Probably like, a starter. Yeah, or if it's a starter issue or in the ignition, but... Dude, I have to like give it tons of gas sometimes. Otherwise, it... oh, that's a fuel pump problem, probably. Oh no, that sounds really expensive. Fuel pumps are expensive, yes. Oh my goodness. You have to give it gas to start it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want? Here's what I do. I take it to the mechanic, and I'm like, "Hey, can you tell me what's wrong with my car?" Knowing that I'm not gonna get it fixed there, right? Just so you can plan for <laughs> when it happens. Yeah, I guess so. I'm in frick. Uh. Dad, I didn't know I was doing that. How long has it been doing that? Oh, weeks. <laughs> Slash months. Wow. Well, it's more recently started to do it like every couple days, though. D- dude, I was at the point with my car a couple. It's months. like a temperature change too, though. It's weird. It was like if it goes really hot to cold, like overnight, I have trouble starting it. Like same thing. That's weird. Or if it's like in a parking garage. So I feel like it's almost. <laughs> 
That's so weird. Or if it's like on a hill. It's we- like weird circumstances. Well, the hill could be affecting the gas because that's how... It's- right, the level of... Yeah. yeah. Um, I was at a point a couple weeks ago in my car where it literally was... St- once once or twice a week it would not start for like a full day. Oh, dude. So I had to stop parking in places where I was like, I would plan. I'd be like, all right, if my car goes out right now, I need to make sure I can park here for a day or two. A couple two. days. So it can't be street cleaning tomorrow. <laughs> dude, that's how I was parking it. It was so nerve-wracking. So I was like, oh, this could be it every time. Dude. Oh, my goodness. It's okay. I'm going to book something, and then I'll be able to pay a mechanic. I think so. I think it's gonna happen. Maybe it's bound to happen after the sack fees. That's <laughs> <laughs> the three thousand oh, dollars. Oh yeah, I just yeah, I what's that? And so I just booked. Uh, so I've been working on this film, and it's super low budget. And uh, so basically, it's nine days of work. It's gonna be, uh, you know, like nine hundred bucks. That's like before taxes. So after taxes, it's gonna be more like. Maybe seven hundred. After I pay my agent, it's gonna be more like six hundred because I have to pay him ninety bucks. And I'm excited for uh, the place in my career when ten uh, percent, like of like just ninety dollars, isn't like man, should I go under the table with this? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but it's like I will. I mean, he helped me like with all the paperwork and everything, dude. What's but you know what I'm talking about. Oh my! I just had this problem. I got my residual checks, and I was like. I need all $503 of this. I know. But then I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I, I, or it was after, it, it was, uh, no, it was actually like 800 but then it got after taxes and stuff. It, it went down to like 500 Yeah. And so I was like, all right, so now it's 500 even though it's supposed to get paid 800 So then I was like, all right, I'll write a check for $50 to my manager. <laughs> Did you know it's supposed to be 80 I was pretty sure. It is. Because but, uh, it's before. Yeah, I was taxes. pretty sure, but I was like, I just, I'll, I'll have this thirty dollars in my bank account a couple more days. <laughs> it's That's hilarious. So, so they, they, I, if I would have known they would, they were gonna get this mad at me, I wouldn't have done it. But uh, they got pretty mad. Oh, they said you're not. They were like, uh, you're supposed to. Don't you know the guy? You're supposed to pay us before taxes, like the gross. But in my head, I was like. They already took out taxes, so you should. It's already been taxed. This is the the taxed money. To me, that's what <laughs> that's what I was like. Maybe. Oh, so they emailed you back immediately? Yeah, he's like, uh, it's supposed to be eighty dollars, but to me, I was like, it's already been taxed. So what? You're gonna get the pre-tax amount when the tax has already been taken out? That's my my thought process. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a waiter thing because like... they're supposed to get the checks first. That's why it was confusing to me. But yeah. I was like, I, I could have researched it, but I was like, no, pay the least amount and <laughs> hope that's what it that's is. That's funny that they immediately called you out on it. Oh, yeah. They were like, send us the rest of the money. And I was like, okay, I'll mail it. <laughs> so I mailed it so it would take three days to get there, then another <laughs> three days to cash. Because by the time that they wanted that $30, I didn't have it in my bank account anymore. That's funny. Yeah. Frick. Uh, do you want anything to plug uh, this week? Uh, I don't know my show schedule because this is in the future. So future. just check me out at Justin Alexio on Twitter. Sweet. YouTube.com slash Ringo Sketch. And then also JeremiahWatkins.tv at JeremiahStandUp. Please email TheBuildingYears at gmail.com or leave us a comment below on SoundCloud. Uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. 
Uh, and uh, check out standuptalk.com. They are our podcast network. Yeah, we yeah. forget to give them shout outs a lot, but uh, a lot of good stuff on standuptalk.com. Good videos, uh, uh, good blog, uh, and uh, cool stories about a bunch of friends and stuff like that. Um, so that's about it. I'm Jeremiah Watkins. I'm Justin Alexio. Let's make it rain on these hoes. <laughs>